right, guys. How's everybody doing? Welcome to our first podcast here at um, Henzo Gracie Clarksville. I have myself, James Hoskins, Professor Andrew, and our special guest coming with us today for this awesome seminar, the man, the myth, the legend, Jonathan J.T. Torres. How are you doing today, sir? First of all, pleasure to be here with you guys. It's an honor to be here with you guys, and I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, I'm excited. We're going to be doing a seminar today. I'm going to be able to share the mats with you guys and uh, you know, share some of my knowledge and, and have some fun with you guys. All right, cool. We're very excited. Um, We've been talking about it, but kind of bring you back in. One of our students, uh, Jared Rubido, make sure I give him a shout out on this. Um, from day one, since he's got here, for everything that come out of his mouth is you guys have got to get JT here. He would love the school. You guys would love his training. I'm telling you, you got to get JT here. So we got JT here. So uh, you two have now I am a black belt, but not like these black belts. So we're going to talk about a little bit about jujitsu knowledge. Um, he's going to give us a little insight about what we got going on today, and we'll kind of play off some stuff. So uh, give us a little rundown of what you may be sharing with us. So, um, you know, what I want to work on with you guys today, I'm going to focus on top game today. I'm going to focus on the top position. Uh, I was talking with Jared, actually, on the, on the, on the drive from uh, yesterday from the airport to the hotel and the drive from the hotel to the academy today. And we were talking about jiu-jitsu, obviously, and the academy. And, and I was asking him, I'm like, hey, what's one thing you think the students will benefit from or what's one thing you would like to see me teach and he said man your guard passing is unbelievable I think it would be cool if you share that with us so I said you know what let's do that so today we're going to do gi and no gi which listen I, I've always trained both since I started training jiu-jitsu and my style I think goes well in both gi and no gi it's, it's one of the reasons why I've been successful as a competitor and both gi and no gi. So I'm going to be sharing with you guys say my top game, how to specifically close the distance between you and your partner, how to put yourself in a position to start passing, and then obviously passing. And then after the pass, which is, I think this is something that people overlook sometimes, how to hold position, right? How many times have you seen someone pass someone's guard and someone on bottom bumps, hip escapes out and gets their guard back ASAP, right? So I'm going to discuss how to hold somebody down properly, how to pin them down, and then uh, we'll take it from there. And then also, another thing I love to do is also turn the floor over, over to the students and have a little bit of Q&A at the end. So if there's any questions that you guys may have after what I've taught, I'm an open book. I'll be more than happy to share any information with you guys. All right, cool. That's exciting. I'm very excited about that. Actually, some of the things that uh, Professor Andrew is often going over with us is guard retention and making sure that if someone is passing your guard, having a game plan for afterwards. Um, another high-level competitor, uh, he may have some questions of some things we may be able to take back from this that we can use in our competition team or whatever. So I'm not going to speak for him. He's got a mic in front of him. No, days like this are awesome. Um, I get to be a student. You know, it doesn't happen a whole lot now when you take over instructional duties. I'm sure he knows too. It's nice when you get to kind of, you know, change, compartmentalize that role a little bit and get to learn a little. Um, he's competed against some of the best players of all time. So I'm really excited to pick his brain on how he dealt with guys like Lucas and people like that in their prime. Um, youngest one of the youngest American black belts ever promoted and the fastest too and then everybody was buzzing and he's still winning and still winning and still winning didn't give up a point for seven years in ADCC competition so I'm excited to be a student today myself too for sure awesome yeah. so, thank you appreciate that so see we know a little bit about you yeah. <laughs> uh, but we do they may not so do you mind telling them a little bit about yourself some of your history your background kind of some of the things that Professor Andrew was alluding to yeah absolutely so um I've been training martial arts since I was a kid, since I was about 
10, 11 years old, I got involved with martial arts. And it started off with karate, actually. So my karate teacher, I would say, was ahead of his time. This was a karate teacher who had a vision of being well-rounded, right? Where back then, karate teachers were like, just karate, best art there is, don't learn anything else, right? He was someone who said, listen, you should learn how to grapple, you should learn how to wrestle, you should learn how to do it all. So then uh, he's the one who got me involved with wrestling and jiu-jitsu. And at around the age of 15 was when I started doing jiu-jitsu full-blown. That's when I started seeking out all the information I could get. And, you know, four years and, and a couple months after that, I got my black belt at 19 years old. I'm 33 years old now, been a black belt a long time. I've been competing at the highest level for a long time. And, and to still be relevant and, and, and still competing at the highest level 14, 15 years later is pretty wild. But uh, in a nutshell, that's kind of the story right there. Uh, in between all that, I traveled all around the world, teaching, competing. Um, and about six, seven years ago, I actually opened up my own academy, Essential Jiu-Jitsu out in New York. And it's going well. It's going well. I kind of switched roles from being a full-time competitor and traveling the world to being a coach. But also still a competitor. So it's a, it's a good balance. It's a tough balance, but it's a, it's a challenge that, uh, that I enjoy doing. Um, Professor Andrew kind of alluded to it, um, and you, for some of you who do know here, we keep him quite busy. How is that? How is your life work balanced between being a competitor as well as being an instructor? My balance. So it's it's a uh, not an easy one, but if it was easy, everybody would do it, right? So it's something that uh, something I've been prepping for all my my entire career, though, because something I've always enjoy doing was always coaching and teaching. I remember when I first started doing jiu-jitsu, I told myself, I want to be a world champion, I want to get my black belt, but I really want to open my own dojo one day. So that's always something I had the vision to do. And then when I was in California training at Team Antos, I was made the head coach for the kids program out there. And that taught me a lot. Like I was teaching the kids and filling in for Andre when he would travel, which was a lot. Um, and yeah, so it's something I've been pre preparing to do my entire career and it's something I enjoyed doing. So when I first started my academy, it was tough, but it was manageable. You know, it's something that if you're willing to put in the hard work, it's doable. You just got to stay committed to the students, to your own regimen. You got to be disciplined. But at the end of the day, it's well worth it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, for me, that's been one of the toughest things to navigate. This is the probably the first year I've been the head instructor yeah. of a program full time while competing and managing my family simultaneously. And I'd say at times it's been kind of impossible. Something always has to give in a way, but having a good support network is, is absolutely a, a baseline for being successful. And knowing when to take breaks. Like even, you know, I was talking with Clay, Clay Mayfield the other night, and he's like, man, I have a bad habit of coming back from tournament yeah, and just getting yeah. right back yeah. into it. And yeah. he's burnt out, and you can tell, like, it, it you know, carrying all those duties, like, Burnout's almost a guarantee if you don't take those breaks. 100%. Yeah. So I always say this, kind of alluding to what you were just saying, rest is part of the equation of success. If you're not resting, if you're not taking the time to mentally and physically recharge and reset, you're going to run into a wall eventually. So uh, it's all about finding a balance too, like you were just saying. Like That's what life is all about. You got to find a balance in anything you do in life, whether it's training, um, eating, sleeping, uh, everything you do, there has to be a balance to it. So 
Um, yeah, you got to get that rested, man. Rest is part of the equation of success, guys. Mark it down. Mark it down. <laughs> Mark Heard it from the man. Make sure you get your rest. I got a lot last night because they tried to kill me yesterday. <laughs> I was in bed by 930. I'm old. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Probably be in bed by 630 after rolling with these two guys today. Um, now, you said food. Have you been able to test, taste the southern cuisine yet? Have you been able to get, you know, something on your palate that was working for you? I've been to the South a few times. Um, I've had some good food, but I haven't had any good food out here. I mean, just yet. Just yet. I just okay. got in town. I'm not right. saying there isn't any good food out here. Right. I'm just saying I'm looking forward to it after the seminar. All right, what, we're going to get him some good Clarks for barbecue. We're going to get him fed, Got to get the barbecue. All right, we're going to make sure we get him some good Clarks for BBQ up in here. Um, hopefully he'll go on and say it was good and not give us a bad report. So you guys <laughs> check out JT on his Instagram. He's going to give us a report to see how we did. Um, something else you had talked about was wrestling. That's a big yes. part of his life. We didn't have it in my high school, believe it or yeah. not. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm a bit older. I grew up, I graduated in the 80s. We did not have a wrestling program. It's the only sport I wanted to do, and I couldn't get into it because okay. we didn't have it. Okay. Um, he has a big emphasis on it as well as judo. How do you guys think wrestling affects your overall jiu-jitsu game, and is it something people should be interested in if they want to get into this sport? 100%. 100%. Wrestling um, is a great tool for anyone to have in their life. Anyone. Whether you're a jiu-jitsu player or not a jiu-jitsu player, I always recommend if you can get involved in the sport of wrestling, do it. For me, yes, you can see the 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 sport of wrestling being a part of my jiu-jitsu game. You can most you can most definitely see that in my style, right? Um, I've won two ADCC world titles, and I got to say, I won those titles taking people down. I won't deny it, you know. And then obviously the jiu-jitsu once we hit the ground, but um, it's a big part of my game. But more so than being, more so than being part of my physical game, I would say it's a big part of my mental game too. Wrestling taught me that, that 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 uh, how to grind, how not how how not to give up, not to break, to go go go, don't stop, keep moving forward. And I never I never officially wrestled in school, but you know I'm from New York. Uh, I split time between New York and New Jersey. Uh, Pennsylvania is right by us too and you know we have a really in Connecticut too we have a lot of wrestlers that come out from that tri-state area really good really good wrestling out there so when I was a kid my karate teacher got me involved with wrestling so he had me sign up at a mat club so for years for years I've been training wrestling twice a week right it always took a back seat to my jiu-jitsu obviously but it's something that I've always trained and I remember Throughout the school years, I mean, I was a kid too. I would train with the high school wrestlers. Then during summer times, the college wrestlers would come home, and I get to work out with them. Um, I mean, I got to wrestle with some kids that went on to wrestle D one, become all Americans and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. But it, it played a huge role in my in, in my jujitsu career, you know. So, like I said, physically, yeah, hundred percent, a big big role. But mentally too, you know, um, it taught me how to how to train hard and, and keep the mind strong while doing so. Uh, how long did you wrestle for? Um, I began wrestling in seventh grade, wrestled all through high school, uh, did a little club stuff, college age years while I was doing MMA and that. Nice. Um, that's wild to me to hear you didn't wrestle in school. because you Never have, did. You have a gift for wrestling. Yeah. To me, uh, I think it's important because it's the first real sport that kids in school get that has a self-defense value. Right, football's great. 
baseball's great, all those manipulative sports where we, we're, we're throwing balls or kicking things, great. But wrestling's that first sport where it's one-on-one -on -one and it actually has a self-defense aspect to it. So it's applicable. I think it's the most valuable sport for any kid to do to teach, you know, how to not quit, you know, work hard. Um, wrestlers are superior hand fighters. Their conditioning is better than most people. So having that base come into another grappling art like uh, jiu-jitsu, judo, uh, you know, what I'm doing, mixed martial arts, whatever, you notice they have success because they possess those qualities already. So to me, that's where the value comes in is the mental fortitude like he alluded to and then, you know, having a real self-defense aspect to it as opposed to other sports. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, I mean, I, I was also... Uh, had the privilege to train judo as well for a couple years and I, I'm actually a brown belt in judo still gotta get my black belt gotta compete though um, but judo very similar to wrestling is you know tough it's tough man I remember when I was living in California in San Diego I met this guy named Fareed Kader hopefully I said his name correct he was a French judo Olympian he went to the Olympics I think in 2000 he was an older guy and this guy was high level, man. He was high level, and I met him through jiu-jitsu at Atos in San Diego. He was retired, obviously, from judo then, and, and he was kind of living his next chapter of his life. But he still, I mean, when you're involved at a high-level sport like that, you still want to be involved, involved with it somehow. So he picked up jiu-jitsu, and he met me. And when he met me, he said, listen, I like your style of jiu-jitsu. He goes, you're not like these other guard pullers. Mm. He goes, <laughs> let's, let's, let's work. So he taught me judo, and, you know, I will meet up with him once, twice a week, and just drilling with him, training with him. Man, it's 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 tough, man. Just like wrestling, it's tough. And jujitsu, you know, obviously it's tough too. But there's there's positions where you can put someone in a, in a position where you can kind of slow them down a little bit, right? You can kind of <laughs> stalemate a little bit and stuff like that. Not too much of that in judo or in wrestling. So I had the privilege to train wrestling and judo with some great coaches and and training partners throughout the years and. Um, if, if you're someone out there who trains jiu-jitsu, if I can give you a piece of advice, it would be to definitely try to supplement judo wrestling into your, into your game. I see it here at, at your guys' academy. You guys have both available, right? I saw yeah. the judo mat over there, the wrestling mat over there, which is awesome. I think when you find an academy like this here that offers all three styles of grappling, take advantage of it. Jump into it, learn from it, um, and adapt. Dad, thank you. And um, we're doing a great segue. Um, one of the things that, like I said, as we continue to grow and progress, we started as a smaller club entity and just started to grow was we knew, uh, especially Professor Andrews, like definitely want to add wrestling. Yeah. Uh, we had always worked with um, Sensei Lavelle, Brenna and, and her father Dave with some judo, but got to the position where we could add all three grappling arts mm -hmm, as yeah. well as we have boxing and striking here. So for us, if we want to talk about combat sports, you need to be somewhere where they emphasize all the combat sports and that's what we do here sports and wellness we have strength and conditioning in here um we're going to wrap this up real quick last thing for both of you mm -hmm. mental aspect as far as what these things have done for you or what and what has the sport given to you everybody likes to talk about what is taken and we all know it takes time it takes money it's not a cheap sport um and you have to have a certain mindset but what has it given to each of you so do you want me to go first go ahead brother all right so for me, um, the sport of jiu-jitsu, wrestling, judo, those combat sports, those combat grappling sports have given me uh, a tool to help me throughout life as far as problem solving goes, right? 
life is tough, right? And and I say this, you know, coming from a, a real world perspective, where there's always going to be issues in life, right? Every everyday life, you're going to have um, your ups and your downs. But training these arts have taught me how to deal with these issues, these day to day issues, from a mental perspective, right? Where um, listen, you do a two-hour wrestling practice, you do a, a, a two-hour jiu-jitsu uh, training camp or, or training session, a part of an eight-week training camp for ADCC, or you know, you do a, 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 a judo training session. Those other problems become a lot easier to deal with after you make it through those practices, those training sessions, and and um, that's what's given to me. It's, it's given me the ability to look at these issues. And help me get around them, get get solve them, and adjust to them because that's life. You know, life. You know, there's no fairy tales out there. There, there's it's. There, we're gonna have our day to day issues every day. That's just the way it is. But it's how we deal with them. And jujitsu, judo, wrestling, grappling overall has helped me deal with that. And I, I'm really appreciative of of, of the arts. So to me, I, I earned my black belt from Professor Neto of the Amasaki Academy, and he always said something that, that resonates with me still to this day, is that jiu-jitsu is for the mind. And like, when we come in here, we think everything we do is very physical. You know, a lot of the newer students, white and blue belt, or, you know, their goal is to win or be successful, you know. To me, like, I feel no matter what was going on in my day when I walked into the gym, I never felt worse walking out of it. So there's that, I'm, I'm gonna use the word addiction, for, for a basis is that some people have healthy addictions, others have addictions that aren't healthy, right? And to me, like the mental health component of what grappling sports offers for people who have gone through whatever life experiences, maybe have anger issues, depression, anxiety, whatever you're working with, that problem solving aspect he just alluded to is very important. Like no problem is unsolvable if you're constantly working to solve problems, right? So like on the worst day we come in here and what's our answer to it is, hey, let's go in there, put ourselves in a bad spot and try and figure it out, right? So you're always ready to answer that bell 100% of the time. Awesome. Well, ladies and gents, as much as I would, I could sit here and talk to these guys all day, <laughs> but we actually brought JT to do a thing and there's quite a few people behind us that's waiting for us to do this thing. So we're going to wrap it up. I want to say thank you so much for thank coming. You. I thank appreciate you guys, you guys for you coming. Guys. guys, we're going to have an awesome seminar. Tune back in. Uh, we'll have some highlights. You can follow us on the websites, all, all the different socials, and get updates as to what we have going on. I'm about to go uh, get broke off by these two. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, It's time. Uh, appreciate they, you guys. They don't like old people around. <laughs>